This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is the Built by Bama online podcast. It is a Friday of a home game at the University of Alabama, the Crimson Tide putting a wrap on its 2019 home slate with a visit from the Catamounts of Western Carolina. And with that, as you might expect, some recruiting-related news to get to. And joining me to do that, as always, Hank South, outstanding recruiting analyst for us there at BamaOnline.com. Hank, time to go around the horn. You ready to do it? I am. Let's go. Let's do it. Um, when you talk about home game weekends, especially this time of year, typically there's some official visits involved, and I guess that's no different even with an FCS opponent in town this weekend. Give us a rundown of, of who we're expecting to see from an official visitor perspective uh, in Tuscaloosa this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Bama's taking advantage of, uh, you know, there's only a handful of weekends left overall for uh, to host visitors before the early signing period. So they're certainly getting some guys in on campus. Uh, three official visitors expected, um, one of which is Jaquez Robinson, the four-star cornerback that's currently committed to Alabama. Um, you know, he, he's a guy that shut down his recruitment last month. He's not a flip risk. Um, he's going to Alabama um, signing early and enrolling early. So, uh, But he will be back on campus and uh, good to get him back um, uh, as much as they can as the case would be with any commitments. Uh, the two uncommitted recruits expected in JJ Pegues, the four-star athlete from Oxford, Mississippi, uh, or Jeremiah Pegues, if you're searching for him on the 24/7 Sports database. Um, he's that that jumbo athlete tight end target that Bama has been after this fall. He has um, he's been to Bama. Uh, this will be his third visit this weekend. He went for the Tennessee game and the LSU game, um, and he has Alabama in his top three. And it, it's kind of an interesting situation. You know, he, it's a Alabama-Auburn Ole Miss battle for for a guy in Oxford, Mississippi. He currently has Auburn atop his list, but that's been a fluid list. It's kind of moved around a little bit throughout the fall, but Alabama has been in there since the summer. Um, and obviously, you know, we, we've talked about it on here before. Eric Gilbert not committing to Alabama, committing to LSU instead. That's kind of left a opening for that tight end position. And, and J.J. Pegues is certainly a guy that potentially could fill that void. Um, and then Ronald Williams, who's an interesting name that, that got offered last month. He's a junior college cornerback from Hutchinson, Kansas for Hutchinson Community College in Kansas. He's from Louisiana originally, uh, but he, he's getting a lot of attention this fall. Um, a lot of SEC offers, Alabama included, um, and he'll be on campus. And And this is an interesting one as well in that he's an early enrollee. He's making his decision here in a few weeks. He's going to sign early and, and be on campus at his next destination in January. So this is a, a good opportunity for Bama to get get him on campus for the first time, um, the first time ever with his family for the weekend and uh, make a strong impression um, to, to potentially close out that, that defensive backs class in 2020. So, you know, not, not a major opponent, but uh, some, certainly some, uh, some interesting and important official visitors um, expected in town. Yeah. You talk about the sort of shift perhaps on the junior college front when it comes to the defensive secondary, 
Uh, is this sort of in response to perhaps Nadab Joseph's current status? Uh, we've talked about him a lot here on the podcast in the past. Uh, also, Scooby Carter enters the NCAA transfer portal here in the last week. Are, are, do you think those are connected in some form or fashion, maybe just in one way, maybe in multiple ways, Hank? Yeah, you know, I, I think so. I think, you know, looking back in the summertime, entering the fall, um, it would have been a surprise if uh, Nadab Joseph and, and Joel Williams, another cornerback uh, target of Alabama's back in the summer, hadn't been a part of the class at this point. You know, uh, Joel Williams was set to commit on September 9th. He he, he didn't. Um, and, and, you know, I think he kind of missed his window there. And with Nadab Joseph, it was kind of a similar situation back to his, his high school um, recruitment. Um, obviously, we all remember Bama did not elect to sign him in the early signing period. There were, there were some academic hurdles they were still waiting to clear, and, and obviously he did have to go to the junior college route after signing with Georgia. Um, I, I think that's still a little bit of the case right now, um, as far as you know, making sure he, he's uh, he's going to be eligible and able, you know, academically. Um, he's also not an early enrollee. We, we've seen Bama in recent years kind of target JUCO guys that are, are mid-year guys that can come in and and get a semester under their belt. So I think that also factors in and. Nadab Joseph has had a knee injury all, all season that he's been playing. He's played a few games. I think he's played two or three, three times, um, but he hasn't really had a, a full season of tape since his senior year. So I think that might also kind of be contributing to the, you know, maybe things tapering off a little bit with Nadab Joseph and, and picking up more for Ronald Williams. But yeah, I do, I do think it's, it's pretty clear Bama wants to, uh, to add another cornerback in this class or defensive back in this class. And, uh, a guy like Ronald Williams is, is a name to watch, along with several, uh, you know, not several others, but a couple other guys that we're monitoring as we kind of draw closer to the early signing period. And I guess uh, as we talk about unofficial visitors for Saturday's game at Bryant-Denny Stadium, uh, a particular running back recruit from the state of Georgia that we've uh, talked about more and more in recent weeks, uh, how's that situation sort of playing out right now with Jameer Gibbs? Yeah, this, this is going to be an interesting one down the stretch. He's been to Tuscaloosa once already for the Tennessee game this year where he actually got the offer um, from Alabama. Um, and then he's coming back this weekend and then is expected to take an official visit um, in December right before the early signing period. Obviously, he's still committed to Georgia Tech, uh, but he is evaluating his options. Ohio State's working on him. Florida's working on him and Alabama's in there, too. Uh, but it's still just not clear whether Bama's going to push for that third back in the class. They obviously have Roydell Williams and Kyle Edwards on board. Uh, you know, there are limited spaces left and, and some other needs they're working to address. So, um, you know, if Bama does push for him, I think, you know, they, they, they may have the edge for him um, at, at this point in the process. Depending, you know, obviously he, he is committed to. To Georgia Tech, so that that's a, a hurdle they have to clear. But I, I think he's definitely giving these other teams consideration. And you know, if Bama does press for him, especially getting that last visit before the early signing period, they may be tough to beat. Uh, we're talking with Hank South, recruiting analyst for us there at BamaOnline.com. It's around the horn with Hank South as we head into a home game weekend at the University of Alabama. And I guess Hank, where things get interesting with some of these guys is are they green lit in other words to go ahead and commit do they have committable offers um a guy like ronald williams in connection with the secondary situation right now uh how does that sit with him and do you anticipate some movement perhaps with williams as much or more so than any of the guys that are uncommitted at this point that alabama will have on campus here in the next week or so yeah, you know, I, I think 
Bama is making a press for Ronald Williams. Um, obviously, you know, they do want to get him on campus, see him and, and you know, have him on in town for a couple of days and, and get to know him a little bit better. But um, I, I think it, it's been clear that they're they're hoping to add him. So um, I, I lean towards him uh, being a guy that could probably join the class. Um, and, you know, this is such we, it's we wear this phrase out, but it is a fluid situation. So it's always something we're watching. But I, I think, you know, getting him in town for this official uh, putting the offer out, obviously, w- was a, a notable sign. But we'll keep an eye on that. Um, but, yeah, space space is limited in this class. There's only a, a handful of guys that that do have the ability to, to, to hop on board. Um, you know, Javion Cohen, the, the four star offensive tackle that's currently committed to Auburn. He's actually expected back in town as well this weekend. And I think he's a guy that Bama's really pushing for to, to get on board um, in this class. After um, losing Xavier Hill earlier this this fall, um, it, it's been pretty evident that, that Bama wants to take another lineman in this class. And, and Cohen kind of resurfaced last month um, as, as a guy to watch. Bama's had him on campus several times throughout the course of his recruitment, uh, but it's never really seemed like they've they've really pressed for him in, until just you know the last few weeks. And he's listening. Um, I, I think he he's definitely. Uh, I, th- I think this push from Bama has definitely given them some pause with Auburn. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. But getting back in town this weekend for another visit and then an official visit um, early on in December, I think that'll be an interesting situation for JV on Cohen that, that we need to keep a keep a close eye on entering December. Yeah, Hank, you mentioned that first weekend in December. Unfortunately for Alabama, it appears as if the Crimson Tide will not be in Atlanta as a part of the SEC championship game, barring totally something uh, unforeseen with LSU and getting Arkansas and Texas A&M these next two weekends. Uh, It would take a complete flop for Mm -hmm. LSU not to win those two home games. But I guess if there is a silver lining, that's an extra week on the recruiting trail for this staff. Uh, and, And how does it sort of impact that weekend of the sixth to the eighth in terms of uh, the official visit schedule. Yeah, you know, I you you know, uh, SEC coaches aren't, aren't thrilled to know that Nick Saban has an extra week to get out and go do some in-home visits with with, uh, with their top targets. That's something that you know we we don't really talk about. Bama is typically playing in the SEC championship game. The staff doesn't get out on the road that week as as they're preparing for that game and in practice and all that. Um, so it, it always kind of uh, sets them back one week on the trail. They they typically finish pretty strong if you followed Alabama recruiting. But uh, you know, an extra week in there that that can pay a lot of dividends as far as exposure and you know getting in home with these guys and, and in their schools and getting to know them better just a few weeks before they sign but um as far as how it'll impact that december 6th through 8th weekend um i you know i think it's gonna be a, a pretty significant visitors weekend um, i think we'll see a lot more of the alabama commits that have not yet taken their official visits like malachi moore um like christian story I, I think we'll see those guys get on campus and i you know i think we'll see a lot of the commits get back just to be on campus for unofficial visits we saw that last year around that weekend when uh when scooby carter who's now in the transfer portal but that's the weekend he committed uh you know th- there were some other big visits that weekend that ended up um going bama's way so um i think it'll be a big weekend i think the biggest weekend left will be hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. 
that 13th through 15th, right before signing day. And, you know, that's going to be a lot, a lot of the Bama commits, uh, the in-state Bama commits will be at that Alabama Mississippi all-star game that weekend. But I, I think we'll see several of Alabama's remaining big targets. I'm hearing Philip Webb uh, is looking to get back on campus that weekend for his official um, Josh Eaton, another cornerback target in the high school ranks. He's looking to get on campus that weekend. And then obviously Jameer Gibbs. So um, it, it certainly gives them some more flexibility in terms of uh, scheduling these official visits. And I think that'll be important for, for this staff, you know, working to close out this 2020 class. You talk about JJ Pegues, the athlete who projects uh, most likely as a tight end at Alabama, among other places from Oxford, Mississippi. That leads us back obviously to Darnell Washington, Alabama's continued involvement uh, you talk about an athlete, six, seven and a half, 261 pounds, uh, rated as the number one athlete prospect in the country, but like Pegues, expected to at least initially anyway, get his start at tight end. Any changes there or anything of note uh, in the last week or so since we last spoke uh, in relation to Darnell Washington of Vegas? You know, I think Bama's really closed the gap there. And if you had asked me this, you know, back in May or early June, I I I thought Bama was trending. I thought they were the favorite for him from who I was talking to that that they seemed to kind of confirm that, that that was the case. And then, of course, throughout the summer, Eric Gilbert kind of that that name started uh, picking up some more traction. He took his official visit, and you know that that was uh, it, it seemed Eric Gilbert was, was the tie was the team to beat there. Uh, and Darnell Washington took some visits to Georgia. They started pressing real hard for him. Um, and, and they appear to be the team to beat for him coming into the fall. I still lean um, Georgia for him. Just, you know, they, they've had him on his official visit. They've been pressing for him. He has a strong relationship with their staff. Uh, but I, I think this official visit he took uh, for the LSU game to Tuscaloosa really kind of got him thinking a lot more. Um, and, and so it'll be interesting down the stretch. You know, I'm not projecting him to Bama at this point, but um, I, I think Bama really sold him on, on how – um, they could use him in this offense. Obviously, you know, they, they have the O.J. Howard, the Irv Smith guys to fall back on as far as developing at the tight end position. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think Bryce Young, you know, I, I think he plays a huge role in this as well as a guy, um, you know, he, he, he knows from from the camp circuit and all that and a guy he spent time with during that visit. So we'll see. And and the thing with Darnell Washington is there's still time. You know, he he's he's slated to make a decision at the Under Armour game. I'm in January. Um, he told me when I interviewed him after the LSU visit, the Alabama LSU visit, that uh, that he could make a decision on December 12th, which is his mother's birthday. Um, right now, it's still for the Under Armour game, so we'll keep an eye on that. But you know, obviously, Nick Saban's gonna uh, go in home with him um, probably in December if he's making his uh, decision um, during the dead period. But um, we'll keep an eye on that. But Again, I think Bama has closed the gap there to be right in that you know top two or three spot with uh, with Georgia. As we wind down here, Hank, uh, on the basketball front, Nate Oates and his staff uh, went big game hunting in in this first full cycle uh, under Nate Oates at UA. Came up a little bit short with Damari Burnett, the five star guard out of prolific prep in Napa Valley, California. As Burnett, as we know chose and signed with Texas Tech, the national runner-up from uh, the 2019 Final Four. Isaiah Jackson, the 6'9 forward from Michigan, ends up at Kentucky. You know, that's going to happen, but certainly not a a disappointment in any way to land a player like Keon Ambrose Hilton. So one for three, I guess, with those three guys, but just on the outside looking in, 
this is a staff that looks like it has contingency plans in place. In other words, it's similar to Nick Saban and perhaps this Alabama staff in that they're going to go after the very best players that they can recruit, uh, but they're not going to leave themselves exposed, I guess, in the end, and still going to end up with some some really good players with, with Keon Ambrose Hilton being among them. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's, it's interesting to kind of see, uh, see all this play out as, uh, as Nate Oates kind of discusses what their plan is. You know, you don't, you, you don't see many coaches talk about kind of what they're going to go out and do on the recruiting trail. And obviously after they signed or um, got Keon Ambrose on board, um, he, he spoke earlier this week talking about, you know, they want to go get an athletic big to kind of complement what they already have. Um, and, and so they're, you know, they're going to continue on the trail in 2020 and kind of gear towards that late signing period next April. Uh, obviously they're thrilled to have Keon, Keon Ambrose on board. Um, he has, uh, and, uh, you know, Keon Ambrose has that teammate, uh, Charles, I believe his name is Obiaco. He's a 2021, um, center, four-star center that, uh, there's been some buzz that he might reclassify. So that's a guy, um, I, I think they have their eye on as well. So yeah, definitely a contingency plan. You know, they're not going to slow down. You know, uh, they were in it for the, these big names, Isaiah Jackson and Amari Burnett fell a little bit short, but certainly guys that, um, uh, they gave that, that were very much considering, um, coming to Alabama at one point or another. Um, and you know, that, that's, uh, that's some positive signs there as far as the staff's recruiting ability and kind of, uh, what they're working towards building. There you go. Hank, I think we touched on everything we needed to hit on this time around. What about you? I think so. You know, buckle up. It's going to be a busy next, uh, four weekends, um, on the recruiting trail. No doubt about it. And you're going to want to keep it locked to BamaOnline.com where Hank, Tim Watts, our staff there at BOL is going to take great care of you throughout the early process and into the new year. We'll see how some things play out after the early signing period as well. For Hank South, I'm Travis Ryer. Thanking you for joining us here on the Built by Bama online podcast. We'll talk to you again real soon. Should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan.